0: This podcast is a Geddig Media production. Hello, I'm Michael Sheen and you are listening to a Touchline Rant podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 135 of a Touchline Rant podcast produced by Geddig Media. Thank you very much for listening. This week is a little bit different from the norm as we just do one big section. Usually it's segmented. Uh, As regular listeners to the podcast will know, we do uh, different sections. This week, we've done one big one. So strap yourselves in. Um, We, myself, Mitch and Jordan, all had a uh, a socially distanced conference call and uh, discussed team of the year. Now, we haven't done a... uh, an ATR overall team of the year. What we've done is Mitch has picked his team of the year, Jordan has picked his team of the year, and I kind of acted as a, as a host, if you will, um, and threw in some, some suggestions and some also rands and honourable mentions and, and so on and so forth. You'll hear it as it goes along. Um, make sure if you think that we've missed anyone out who deserves a mention, do please hit us up. Uh, on Twitter or Instagram at Attached Lime Rant uh, and go follow us while you're there. Uh, you can also go like our Facebook page which is also at Attached Lime Rant, Attached Lime Rant obviously. It all kind of uh, blends together nicely doesn't it that name. So yeah without further ado this is our team of the year. Music. Now is time for Jordan and Mitch's Team of the Year. Obviously, we can only do up to, I mean, how many games have been played? Up to nine left. But season—is this? would you say this is a season so far or a season overall? It's, it's kind of one and the same thing, isn't it? This is...
1: Not far off the infinite. Yeah. So I think over, overall, I don't know how much mine would change. Yeah,
0: I mean, you imagine yeah. games remaining. There's not going to be many you know things that may sway your mind from what you've seen so far
2: yeah i th- i think looking at my team without giving anything away i reckon it would take some some right efforts to knock a few of these off their perches but you know but we'll call it so far we'll put a little asterisk next to it just in case cover ourselves eh just in case just in case me and jordan don't, don't jordan and i don't want to we don't want to be completely you know, you don't want to be completely tied to this team. If if some some nutter goes on a you know a a massive scoring streak in the last nine games, whenever they take place,
1: yeah, yeah. Fair. I'd like to think I've already picked one of those people, so <laughs> I, sh- I should be covered. I'm now
0: just sat here thinking which Wolves player could go on a scoring streak in the last nine games.
1: <laughs> well, the one I've the one I've got will be pretty unlikely as well. <laughs>
2: Okay. I, I mean was... let's just face it, if if someone gets Jimmy Glass on emergency loan for the last game of the season and he scores a winner yeah. and keeps someone up, then you know that things might change. But until then, this is what we're going with, hey eh, Luke?
0: Yeah, that's this is what we're going with indeed. I like this. Right. Um let's start. Jordan, what formation have you gotten for?
1: I am playing the new hipsters four four two of four two three one. Uh it's not a preferred formation, however, in order to adequately fit in the players I would like to, I have gone for it. Cool. OK. Right. Gar- Garth Crooks over there. <laughs> mm, nice.
0: Uh, Mitch, what's your formation? Have you gone similar?
2: I've gone for the not-quite-traditionalist four-three-three. Um Yeah. Nothing, nothing more to say, really, about that. It's, so, it's sort of sort of four three three. The the t- the front three I wouldn't actually put in uh, in alignment, so it's a bit it's a bit jazzy, but you know, there we Gads. are.
0: Ja- you we Not always... quite hipster. I always rely on you to bring the jazz to the podcast. So that's what I'm all about. That's what I <laughs> It is Mitchell Jazz Gad. Um... Yeah, <laughs> Jazz Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> Go on then, Jordan
1: goalkeeper <laughs> um, so my goalkeeper i have gone for dean henderson of sheffield united um my reasons for being so i think most people will go for him he on loan from united only young they've kept 10 clean sheets this year sheffield united have been absolutely brilliant they're on the verge of qualifying for europe and now he is being touted you know i can see him being the England number one when it all comes back round and I can see him challenging De Gea next season and he's been absolutely incredible some of the saves he's made unbelievable so he is my goalkeeper good
0: choice good choice um, before we move on to Mitch it's just one thing with Dean Henderson being a Man United fan do you worry that there potentially is a bit of the Ben Foster about him not to say Ben Foster hasn't had a good career but a lot of people touted him as England and United's future number one and it just didn't, never kind of clicked for him
1: there's a, there's a good chance. However, I think I read a lot about Dean Henderson. Apparently, he's like super confident in his ability and like almost like people worry, kind of come across quite arrogant. I think for a goalkeeper, if you've got someone like that, I think he, he looks like he's got the personality to rise above it. I honestly do think he can be a superstar. He is, I think he's a remarkable goalie. Right.
0: Mitch, who have you got in goal?
2: Uh, well, I, I've actually gone for the same, to be honest. Um, yeah, like I think
0: it's... expected, I think, to be fair.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jordan mentioned it. Ten clean sheets this season. His actual... XG prevented uh, goals is uh, points um, is at 8.2 plus 8.2 so yeah i mean it's but you don't really need so just some of the saves he's pulled off as well not just single saves but double saves as well and um you know Sheffield United have had such a good season and um he's been a major part of that um you know you always look you always worry you know, teams that come up um you know wh- if they concede a lot of goals it's always a you know, it's always a major strength for them, but he's been a real, like, he's been a um, backbone of some great performances and they've, they've been really hard to beat. Um, and, yeah, he's been a major part of that. And I think, yeah, as Jordan said, the, the, the temperament he's got, I think he's he's got all the attributes to go all the way. And, um, yeah, definitely um, no great surprise, really, um, that both of us have selected him.
0: No, no. Um... I assume I've written Dean Henderson. I assumed that he would be a popular choice, but I've written two other names outside of sort of Edison and Allison. <laughs> um, there's two other names which sort of stand out. Um, one is Nick Pope. Yeah. Who's got the most clean sheets in the league. He has. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one I wrote down was Casper Schmeichel. Yeah. Have any of you got any honourable mentions? Other than...
1: Yeah. I, I've got a different I one. Have... I've gone for Leno from Arsenal. Interesting. I think Leno, from getting quite a lot of stick when he first started, I actually think under the radar, he's been, he's been very, very, very good this season. Mm. And he's really proven himself to be um, like a long-term goalkeeping option there. And I, honestly, I think he's had an excellent season. And uh, yeah, he doesn't really get a mention, I think, because Arsenal only get mentioned in a negative, uh, in a negative climate. So um, so yeah, that's my honourable mention. The problem
0: I think with Burn Leno is that if you put a really, really good actor in a movie,
1: in a supporting role,
0: but then the leading actors are all absolute amateurs. It, you know, <laughs> what are you trying to say, Luke? I'm just, you know, that back line is
2: interesting. Oh, right, okay, yeah, I understand what you're saying now. Yeah, you I know, wonder what if,
1: you're getting out of that. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, <Yeah>. a... <laughs> you can't, you can't play De Niro next to the Cillip Bang guy no. in a film. I'm just saying, well, you having, could, having, but, having, yeah, having,
0: Interesting. Well, having Leno in goal in front of. Albeit he's had some good performances towards the end of the season, but Mustafi and David Louise is kind of like having Al Pacino with mm. Barry and Paul Chuckle. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually agree.
2: Just before we move on, I actually agree with what Jordan was saying about Bert Leno. I think he's... Um... I think he's a a brilliant keeper, you know. I think some of it, you see some of the highlight reels of his saves, and I know you can kind of always put some of those together for keepers, but some of his saves have just been fantastic. He does go better in the right? up The the other one, there's a couple, I mean, you mentioned Ben Foster. I actually think he's getting better as he gets Hmm. older. As A lot of keepers tend to come into that. Um, peak of their career later than than other outfield players do, um, and even Debravka I think is has been great this season. But yeah, there's Dubravka there's lots good. of great keepers around.
0: Yeah. Um, right then, should we move on to the defense? For sure. Okay, Jordan, right back. I'm assuming you've got right back, two centre backs, and a left back. None of you have just gone. <laughs> gone. Yeah, yeah. So
1: this is this is this is classic flat back four. Um, but the full-backs have freedom to move on. So right back was is Trent Alexander-Arnold, unsurprisingly. Um, Liverpool, top of the league. He's got 12 assists. Only De Bruyne has got more than that in the league. Liverpool have got a record high, or look at the league high, at like 12 clean sheets. Yep. He's played every game, all 29 matches. It's an absolute no-brainer. He's been, he's been incredible. He's, uh, he's 21 as well, 21 years old. Madness. And he's he's, 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 he's got to be the best right-back in the world. He's absolutely incredible.
0: Mitch, have you gone different, or...?
2: No, I've not gone different at all. Um, yeah, it's exactly the same. I mean, the, just what he gives going forward, but also, yeah, obviously defensively, Liverpool's clean sheet record has been fantastic. Um, but yeah, just some of the deliveries on his free kicks as well. Um, being able to play, as John said, every every game and just being that consistent is just, yeah, it's phenomenal. You'd, you'd really find, you'd have to go a long way to, to find a, a better fullback. I, I personally don't think there is at the moment. Um, but yeah, fantastic for a season, and um, yeah, e- easy choice. There were. I'll just mention. I did, I did. I think he's obviously the the obvious choice. Um, but I will put an honourable mention. It will. It might be controversial in some people's eyes, but I do think that um Aaron Wan Bissaka is 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 making big strides at Manchester United.
1: Um, he's on, you know, he's on my list. He's on. He's on my honourable uh, mentions list as well. He's been amazing. I think he's
2: yeah. I think he's um, going in the right direction. Um, but but yeah, it will take a long way to get towards TWA's uh, level of performance at the moment.
0: Um, controversially, I would suggest that Wambazaka is a better defender than Trent. Yeah. I think I think the difference is in the going forward. I just think in the modern game and especially in Klopp system. A fullback like Trent Alexander Arnold is made for it. Uh whereas if I had someone like Raheem Sterling yeah. charging at my back line, I would prefer to have Wan Bissaka as a defensive option than I would Trent, if I'm being honest. I know people will disagree, but that's
2: a fair shout. I mean he no, did a good I don't, yeah. I don't
0: think that's a, I don't think that's an unreasonable shout yeah. um another one um, Pereira Pereira uh, Leicester I think deserves a mench. Yeah. Yeah, for... yeah, he's quite he's, he's brilliant. Um, I've written Matt Doherty down as well. Is he right back or left back? My brain's gone.
1: Yeah, he's um right right back, but right wing back. Yeah. Um, but is obviously very capable defensively and at attacking. He's been unbelievably consistent. Like he was playing in League One with us, and is still one of the most important players in our side. Yeah, he's, he's incredible.
0: Um, right, left backs. Who have you got? I think I know where this may go. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll I've gone for. Uh,
2: uh, Trent's partner in crime, Andrew Robertson. Um yeah, I mean I just think the energy that's used use the word with a lot with him that he has going up and down um mm. creates loads of chances, part of that Liverpool back line. Yeah, um I think he probably had a, if I'm being really picky, he probably had a slightly better season last season I think, but he's still as a left back, you know, I, I think he's I think he's still the best in the in the country.
0: Jordan, you gone similar or have you gone different?
1: No, so I've gone different. So it Ooh. was getting too easy to kind of just start rattling off Liverpool players. So started having a look at the table, a few surprising ones. So mine's very well, very left field, very left back. Um, I've gone for Patrick Van Arnold as mine. Um, Palace have hard, like not spent much. Had to really like look after the resources they've got. Bringing some freebies, they're some clever freebies and stuff, and they've had a brilliant season, not, not just staying afloat, but start of the season, they were right up there. They barely let in any goals. Um, there was a couple of weeks where he was out, and Palace couldn't keep a clean sheet. As soon as he was back, they kept four in five. Um, it's four goals this season, and consistently, you know, seven out of ten player for them, and he's really stepped up. He's, ever since he was a youngster at Chelsea and out, out on loans, he was always consistent, but now he's Turn himself into a senior member of squads, and like you know, like a, almost going to be a captain there, I I think he's been fantastic, and this season I think he's uh, he's really really shone. So um I, I've given him the nod for my That's team. That's a
0: great shout. He wasn't even on my list. He's really good. He has been phenomenal this season. Pa- um,
1: Palace, Pal-
0: amazing, Palace. Yeah. If you
2: look at where Palace are, it's unbelievable. I mean, Roy Hudson's done—such a great job. But yeah, Van Aanholt's massive, massive part of that, and um, both in both in defensive um, work and also going forward as well, creating and scoring. But um, yeah, they just, um, yeah, they just uh, continue to kind of. You look at them as a squad and a team on paper. You think, "Oh, are they going to struggle?" And they you know, why... It's working his magic, and if 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 Alex Skinner was on this uh, on this chat right now, he'd be singing Roy Hodgson's praises. He would be loving it.
1: If, if they had a if twenty five goal guaranteed striker, it, it's frightening where they'd be at the yeah. moment. They, they'd, be, they'd be right up yeah, there. And, uh, crazy. Yeah. Um.
0: Right. Let's let's do centre back pairings. Yeah. now Then rather than one each. Yeah. Um. Right. Jordan, who are your centre backs?
1: I have gone. For, unsurprisingly, Virgil van Dijk, who yeah. I don't really need to kind of go into that. Um, my other one I have gone for is I've gone for Connor Cody as my other centre-half. Um, so this season, Wolves have been juggling uh, Europe as well as the domestic cups and the Premier League. we played 46 games this season. He's played every single minute of every game. Um we went through a couple of bad patches and he proper led us out. He's captain of a team with like your Matinos in it and stuff like that. And he's a proper leader. There's some bits, you know, if you watch matches, the, the highlights they pick up. When you watch games, some of the last ditch tackles, some of the clearances, and the way he reads the game, and not to mention all our attacks start from him basically playing like a Glenn Oddle role at the back and dishing out diagonal balls. And his passing is incredible. He gets Traore into the game quickly and we can turn being proper under the cash. Into scoring ourselves like that with him there. And this season, he's just, he's proper stepped up into a solid Premier League player. And it, to be honest, it'd it be, it be disappointing if he's not in that uh, Euro squad next year, because I think he, he more than deserves it. Yeah.
0: Um, Mitch, who you got? Uh,
2: I've also gone for VVD. Yeah, and no explanation needed. I have gone for, um, and this was a close one between two. I've gone for Harry Maguire. Um, and I wow. think Harry Maguire, since particularly since he's been given the armband, has actually really, really, you know, taken that with two hands, and he's at, he's, he's made a big difference. I think, um, you know, looking at some of the stats uh, this time last year, United had conceded eight more goals. Um, he's actually um, he's uh, he's, more, he's actually kept more clean sheets across all competitions than any other Premier League defender. Uh, And he's, I think, you know, look at all his aerial duels, tackles and blocked shots. I just think he is growing into a really good leader for United. Um, I actually think he'll be a massive part of their team going forward. I I think that he's actually just, you know, he's embraced the responsibility of the captaincy. Um, I I just gave him that. I actually just gave him the nod ahead of um, the one I just missed out for me was Johnny Evans, because I think he's had a really good season for Leicester. Um, a lot of people talk about Syanchu. I think he's slightly prone to the odd error. He's, he's a good defender. He's just been prone to a few errors here and there. Um, quite raw still. But Evans has had a great season. But I just gave the nod to Harry Maguire and and kind of Cody was 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 just outside of that bracket of of three. So yeah, that's my that's my pairing.
0: I gotta be honest. I didn't see either Cody or Maguire. Well, Cody, I kind of should have seen coming. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but,
0: but I thought Soyan Chu would have been in one of your teams of the year. I'm
1: with Mitch I so Soyan Chu got a lot of press because he filled Harry Maguire without them having to spend so they were all going right who's going to fill his mould but as, you, as we're talking about now it's talking about his partnership so Johnny Evans was super consistent with Harry Maguire and Johnny Evans has been super consistent with his next partner and and going back to Mitch, for why he's picked Maguire, I think he's, since he's had the captain's armband, I think he's been absolutely incredible for Man United. I think he's, he, he just missed out on mine as well. He's, uh, I think he's England captain soon, I think.
0: Right. Now, when we move to midfield, we're going to have, because Mitch, you've got three. Ooh. Jordan, you've got two centre mids, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, if you, how many centre mids have you got, Mitch? Have you got three centre mids? And then Too wide of a striker, I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty much. Let's call it that.
0: Okay, right. Let's do centre mids then. Um, And then you, yeah, we'll do centre mids then. Jordan, who are your two centre mids?
1: My two centre mids. So firstly, I've got Jordan Henderson. Um, In that team full of stars, you know, you've got to have somebody in the middle who keeps things ticking over and doing all the... You know, ball winning stuff and things like that. And he's just been, he's been incredible. He's he, leading that side. They were absolutely flying, he's energetic. He, you know, he's, this season actually, he's upped his attacking contribution. He's got three goals, five assists. And um, so he's chipping in with some, you know, some big contribution to goals. And I just think as a captain for that side, I think he's been absolutely incredible. My other centre midfielder yeah. is uh, Wilfred Ndidi, uh, left the centre mid. Um, he, I just think he's, and, you know, to, to have Kante in that team and win a title, lose him and have to then try and replace him. And Didi, this season, he's just gone the extra bit. Now, last season, he was good, but this season, he's been remarkable. And I'm looking at some of those top sides, and I think they could really do with Didi in there. Um, he's You know, unbelievable ball winner, but he's, you know, his passing's fantastic. His athleticism, he's all over the park. And this season, Brendan Rodgers has... Got that whole team in, but I think it's down to having him as the anchor man in the middle, and I think he's been uh, he's been fantastic. So they're my two centre mids. Cool,
0: yeah, good. Both solid choices. Um, Mitch, you give you give us your three
2: then. Yeah, sure. Well, I've also gone for Jordan Henderson, um, and uh, I was going to say the exact same thing of Jordan in the sense that lots of people talk about his defensive holding work, but actually, um, when Fabinho's played, he's actually. He's actually really stepped it up on the attacking side. He's just energy from going, you know, just great. It seems to be that he's always in and around the ball and picking things up. So, yeah, he was there. And then either side of him, on the right of him, I've gone for Kevin De Bruyne. Um, I just think, yeah, I mean, he for me, he's, he's in that world, world-class bracket. Just some of the balls that he can whip in at pace. Um, and I just think of... Uh, it's no surprise that when City need a win that he survives the pep rotation because he's just one of those players that makes a massive difference. And for all the stars that City have, you just feel that he's a must if it's a must-win game, and that says a lot. So I've gone for him. And then the other side of Henderson, I've gone for Jack Grealish, um, who Ooh. I think has had a really good season um,
0: just because he had a better season than he had the lockdown. He did
2: have. A, he is having a better season than lockdown. Yeah, I just think that um, he seems to. Uh, I just think he makes things happen for Villa, and he drags them by the scruff of the neck when they, you know, need a lift when they need a goal, he's Got a few great goals this season. Created created loads as well. Um, and he's yeah, he's a proper captain for them. I think if. Um, Bruno Fernandes had been playing a bit longer, then mm. I don't quite think Grealish would have made my side, if I'm being honest. But I think considering that um, Fernandes has only played, what, five, I think, five Premier League games, um, I think Grealish, considering he's in a side, which is still still relatively struggling, um, to come up and to have as an impact as he has, I think has been great.
0: There's two... One thing, I've written, my first note that I made was Bruno Fernandes too soon, question mark. So, I'm glad you answered yeah. that. The The other thing, I, I, which I think I can safely say now, because obviously we've got Jordan still with a, a central attacking midfielder, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, in the side. But one thing then, I think I'm relatively comfortable in saying, I'm surprised Rodri hasn't made either one of the, your sides. Because I think Rodri's had a phenomenal year at Man City, and he's been... He's just quietly gone about his business. His pass success rate is extraordinary. Oh. Like like Michael Carrick, Chavi, kind of, you know, all those players that would always get ninety-five, ninety-six percent pass accuracy. He's just phenomenal. And I do think he's he's gonna be more
1: appreciated in maybe a I year or two. I kinda of um, missed I kind of miss well. Rodri out for not for his own fault, but mainly because City have been poor and He's had to play centre-half a couple of times and stuff like that. So he was he's yeah. on my um, honourable mentions list. But then when I looked at the ones I wanted to pick, I just couldn't drop them for him. So he was considered my end.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a few other names which I want to mention, but I want to make sure that they're not Jordan's you know, number 10, as it were. So, Jordan, if you want to give us your – let's do your wingers. Yeah, do your, yes. your three. And then we'll do Mitch. Well, well, you don't have to worry about
1: the mentioning somebody who's already, um, that I might have mentioned, because my attack in mid, I have gone for De Bruyne. I kind of pushed him a bit more forward in this in this role. So um, I'm not really going to too much detail there because Mitch kind of covered everything. He is of the world, world class. He's probably one of the top five players in the world. He's so consistent. And City, yeah. I just don't think City look anywhere near as good without him. Um, either side of him then. So on the left, Hand side, I've gone for a Bamiyang um, 17 goals this season, and you know, he's not playing in one of the like super top sides in terms of like you know, they're not flying like Liverpool, Arsenal have stuttered, and yet he is still banging in goals for fun. Um, you know, he's, he's quick, he's frightening. I think without them, God, I, I don't know, what, like, God knows where they'd be. Um, other side of him, uh, Mane, he's just getting. Better and better and better and better. He's getting ridiculous. He's got 14 goals this season. And by reading when putting this together, those goals have contributed to 18 points for the team, which is just absolutely incredible. He's a big game player, scores at a huge opportunity, at huge times, and delivers constantly. He's a fantasy football gem. He's an absolute no-brainer. So De Bruyne, Mane, and Abamyang, are my three.
0: Essentially, then, the difference between Man City and Liverpool this season is Mane,
1: mm. which is just...
0: That's ridiculous. Mitch, Right, Mitch, give us your wingers, and then we'll do strikers at the end. OK,
2: yeah, so I've got... I've essentially got one forward, but two either side of him of that kind of three, three-pronged attack. So I, I've got Mane, who you've just mentioned. Um, yeah, I think he's, he's broken into that great player two world-class category. Um, and he's just, yeah, I just think he's, he's phenomenal. Um, no, no more needs to be said about him. And then the other side um, is Mohamed Salah, um, I think. Yeah. It's just, I mean, you know, it just consistently um, smashes it for Liverpool. I mean, you know, running out of superlatives for him, he's just a phenomenal player, a threat, you know. And I think it's one of those where, you know, even when people think, Oh, you know, he's not he's not popping up with like a hat trick here and a hat trick there, he's still his level of performance and the way he drags players away, it's almost like between him and Mane, you know, if one of them doesn't get you the other will, it's usually because the other one's taken up about three defenders at the t- <laughs> one time. Yeah. So it's just yeah. I just impossible not to pick them. Um and
0: so that yeah, I've I've picked both of them. Okay. There's there's one oh there's a couple then because i've sort of split this with some attacking the fielders and then some wide forwards as mm. it were um some shout outs which i think are deserved yeah. um well raheem sterling is one for yeah. a start but he hasn't had the same season that he had last year you know by any stretch but he's still a ridiculously mm-hmm. phenomenal player yeah. um Um, Marez as well. I was actually when I was looking at this and sort of putting a bit of research in, he's seven goals. Yeah, I think Marez has been the better of the two, actually, actually. out
1: of um, him and Sterling this this season. I think Marez is just, I actually didn't think Man City needed him, it was a bit weird. I thought, what doesn't look like a pet player, and then this season he's just just absolutely delivered. something
0: seems to have just clicked with him. Um, Someone else then, another wide player, or two more wide players, which I don't think will be anywhere near people's team of the year, but I think they're worth mentioning. Uh, Adama Traoré, Yeah, the governor. He's on my honourable mentions, yeah. Which is just, he's phenomenal. He is the, he's most, the so most improved good. player in the league, I think, for me. Yeah, well, he, he's definitely up there, 100%. Yeah. Um our resident our resident wolves correspondent, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <He's>, uh, <laughs> uh,
1: last It's se- so last season when we signed him, you could see the raw but you know, the potential there, the pace and everything, but the delivery was appalling at the end and it was distressing. Yeah. All of a sudden the coaching that's gone behind it, it's just turned, it just looks confident, he does he makes the right decisions, his is incredible, he drags us he, you know, he drags us out of games this season. He's been absolutely phenomenal. Like, one of the most fouled players I've seen. It's something like he's dislocated his shoulder like four or five times this season. He just gets battered all the time. But, yeah, he just keeps getting up, keeps delivering. And, honestly, we're, we're a much poorer side without him. I, I kind of flinch when I look at our team. And if he's not in it, I'm a bit like, oh, he's, he's become come I think you're right. One season, it's ridiculous.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it's his delivery. That's the, just the major If He's playing with his head up. He's just playing with his head up. Like he could beat people for pace before head down, absolutely burn him. Um But you know now he's doing that, and he's getting his head up, and he's and he's and his delivery is is just massively improved. And that's the major thing I think that's and and it is down to coaching, definitely.
1: Yeah, oh, definitely. He just looks a yeah. different player, different prospect. And uh, I don't to be honest, I think when people keep talking about cherry picking Wolves players soon, I think he'll be one of the first. Which I wouldn't have thought of that a year ago. It's just mad. Mm.
0: Yeah, uh, another one, honourable mention I just want to make for wide forwards. Um, Harvey Barnes, I think, has mm, been really very good. good.
1: Great, very good player. He's going to have a good future. I think he'd be key in that England setup uh, for a few years coming up now. He's very, very good.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah, I mean that that whole side has just been not a surprise package, but they've been phenomenally mm. good. Good coach, they have been. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um, right then, let's move on to strikers. There's, there's two more that I could mention for wide forwards, but I want to see who your strikers are before I mention them. Um, George, so, you know, um,
1: my striker is Jamie Vardy. So, he's top scorer in the league at the moment. Um, 19 goals. He's 33, but yeah, he looks fitter, quicker, stronger. Everyone keeps saying, oh, if he gets old, he's going to lose that key asset he's got. it's ridiculous. Um He's only one goal away from a hundred in the Premier League, which is remarkable considering his rise and stuff like that. Um, honestly, I think if we had another stop in the season, he'd only needed eleven more for thirty. Would that have surprised you? And imagine bagging thirty goals at age thirty-three. It's yeah. just he scored eight in a row again this season. He, you know, he he broke the record for goals in a row when they won the title. He scored eight in a row again this season. He doesn't just pop up here and there and score two against, like, you know, poorer sides. He just consistently does it week in, week out. And it's a testament to his professionalism and it's a testament to the coaching at Leicester. And, yeah, he's he's been fantastic. So, uh, he's leading the line for me.
0: Yeah.
2: Mitch, who's yours? I've gone for exactly the same man as Jordan. I've gone for Jamie Vardy. I, and I think, he, I I mean, it's just, yeah, as John was saying, you know, to, to, to rattle off, you know, eight games in a row with goals, you know, coming close to his own kind of record that he, that he set a couple of seasons before or whatever it was. And it, it's just, yeah, the, and the quality of opponent he scores against, he seems to relish those, those big, those big games, you know, he scores, he scores goals when it matters for, for Leicester. And he just, um, he's still got the pace. He's, he looks like he's got the hunger and along with a few, you know, Leicester players as well. Um, he really looks like he's got the bit between his teeth and, um, yeah, phenom- phenomenal, really. For him to, um, you know, there's there's been a few times he's been written off, and people think, oh, you know, with his age, perhaps he's we've seen the best of him after that, um, uh, after those those good seasons that he's had in recent times. But this season, he's just he just seemed to be on it, you know, and doesn't seem any uh, show any signs of stopping. So for me, yeah, I think um, it would be um, yeah, it'd be very difficult to leave him out. So yeah, he is he's the main man for me.
0: Yeah, in the uh, in the immortal words of Alex Skinner, Jamie Vardy powered by spite <laughs> and red <rebel. laughs> Touche. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's definitely. Up there. um, There's a there's quite a lot of mentions here mm. then for other players. Two, uh, one, just forming one in in and a question then because I want to see what you think. Um, if Marcus Rashford hadn't been injured, gone down injured, would he have? Come closer to any of your teams.
1: He's up against some stiff competition. Don't get me wrong. I'm a massive Marcus Rashford fan. I think he's absolutely phenomenal. And you know, the, what he's taken on his shoulders as a youngster at United, you know, it's all 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 that Man United has kind of fallen on him to deliver, and he he does do it. Um, yeah, definitely. He'd have been he'd have be, been closer. I, I don't know if he'd have made my side purely because of you know the, how the others are doing, but uh, he definitely deserves a mention. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, another mm. another player as well that, that scores in, in um, important games for United as well. I mean, he's backed a few against City, obviously, this season, and Chelsea, um, to name a few. I think he scored against Liverpool, didn't he, as well? Um, but, yeah, I think um, to, that responsibility that he has at a massive club like Manchester United, you know, you shouldn't forget one of those... Um, we're talking about Trent Alexander-Arnold being only 21 years of age. You know, Rashford is still... He's, he's been around a few seasons now, but he's still a kid, you know, um, and he's just, yeah. he's just phenomenal. And he's a um, yeah, massive fan. Difficult to say, really. I mean, um, it's one of those where I think sometimes Rashford's performances can be kind of go under the radar a little bit if United aren't quite firing on all cylinders or even if they are on a decent run because of their history and success in the league. You know, the, the standards are so high there as a, as a side. You know, Rashford sometimes is performing reasonably well and the team perhaps isn't picking up the three points every game and sometimes it can get overlooked. So, yeah, but I, I'm a yeah, big fan of Rashford as well. And, um, yeah, who knows? He, he might have been close. But, yeah, there's some, there's some competition up there for places.
0: Yeah. Um, other ones then, I mean, the like Mares we've mentioned as well. Um, two people who I think are very, very close to getting in there. Sure. One is Jimenez. Uh, Raul Jimenez at Wolves, the mm-hmm. other one Danny Ings. Like, what, a season yeah,
1: what, what
2: a season he's had! Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm I just just amazing. Um, that he's uh, I guess it's great that he's injury free because I think most people agree that he's I mean, he's had his, his fair share of rotten luck with injuries and um, it really kind of blighted his, his spell at Liverpool. But no one was denying that he could, he, you know, he's a, he's a good striker. But it's just that the, the evidence of, of seeing him perform week in and week out just wasn't there because he just he just wasn't able to string any any, you know, period of time without picking up an injury. But, yeah, it's great to see him injury free. It's great to see him. I think it's Southampton's his, his boyhood team, isn't it? So he he's must be, you know, it's not a bad not a bad place for him to be. So I think he's feeling good. I think he's just feeling good. In and himself really. And um yeah, he scored some good, so, scored some great goals this season and he's just um he's so important to Southampton because he's you know his goals is the difference between them staying up and going down, um really. And uh yeah, great, great season for him. Yeah. So um wouldn't would I I don't think he threatened my if I'm being honest, he I wouldn't say he just missed out on my team. Um but he's had a good season, in fairness. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh no love for Joe Linton. No. Uh, I'm imagining. <laughs>
1: They've just missed out mine, obviously, and it seems a bit of an easy one. But like this season, stats have been falling with him as Aguero. So he he scored in the first six games yeah. of the season for them. He's beaten the hat trick record in the Premier League, so he's now got twelve hat tricks. That's unrivalled. He scored. He's now passed Henri to become the uh, top scoring overseas player in the Premier League. He's done that this season. And actually, um, despite them not um, flying as much as you know they used to, and even even him, probably you would say not probably hitting the strides that he normally hits he's actually scored a goal every 88 minutes which makes it his actual most <laughs> prolific campaign by that metric so he's been absolutely incredible and even when I kind of thought you know maybe Aguero has not been as good you, you reel off those stats you know and actually he's just incredible so he yeah, was quite close yeah. to mine
2: yeah he, he was the one who just missed out for I me as well before. just missed out I I
0: stand by it. I still think Aguero is the best striker the English top flight has ever seen. And
1: I'm include, including Shearer in that. I oh, think he's triggered I'm sorry, yeah.
0: Yeah. Whenever anyone discusses the best striker in the Premier League, I'm like, well, ne- never mind the Premier League, just the English yeah. top flight in general. Is uh, the only argument yeah. for
1: Shearer is just going, well, look how many goals. That's, that's the only facet of his game. But we're not going to go on Shearer now.
0: No, safe not safe. Um, Harry Kane just Harry disappointing from Kane this season I know he got injured towards the end but even you know I mean Spurs in general not one uh, Spurs he, player he, has
1: been no. he needs to leave Spurs now Kane I think I think otherwise I think now is the chance if he's going to get a Real Madrid or something like that or you know and you know a, big, a bigger prem team he needs to leave now because otherwise I just the Spurs just just become a shell of what they used to be that exciting fun kind of like look for forward... I used to look forward to seeing Spurs and Pochettino I used to really be a fan of it and now it's just you know the Mourinho style has come in and the players don't look like they've got much freedom and it's, it's going to affect Kane and a lot of them so to be honest I didn't even think of any none of the Spurs team were anywhere near my side uh,
2: yeah no me, me neither yeah, yeah just feel like it's sort of like Spurs has become like a party where there's a curfew; and everyone has to go home by ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. It just seems like I don't know. Just it just seems yeah. yeah, there's there's nothing like vibrant or exciting really about the Spurs side at the moment. Um, yeah, Kane just yeah. I think yeah, you're right. I think King probably um, I, I, you know probably it's time for a, a move to a Real Madrid. Is 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 come and gone? But um, mm. yeah, it just seems a bit flat there, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. It's it's well, was, closer a was closer was closer
1: to my team and Norwich at bottom of the league. That's what says that's what it says <laughs> about Spurs. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Norwich are in the Championship and he was closer to my League <laughs> team of the season. <laughs>
0: yeah, De- definitely. Yeah, if we, are um, uh, human son made my top military. Mm. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's about as far. As, that's about as yeah. I, yeah. Well,
2: that stay tuned for a uh, uh, for a top military eleven in a few weeks' time. We'll do it. Top military yeah. eleven. Send us your thoughts. Can you, can...
0: <laughs> <laughs> right on top military eleven. There. Thank you very much for that. I, that was that was very enjoyable. And I, I think we've now, we've given like you all that. the answers.
2: Then when you when you when you want to think about your team, so you know,
0: yeah. Well, what I was actually thinking just now was, I think the best way to go forward <laughs> and do my team and would be to pick team, uh, your team of the year. But we cannot pick. I love it. Do it. you <laughs> know what? It reminds me, of, <laughs> it,
2: it reminds yeah. me about, uh, of like family. Is it family fortunes where they've got to pick the top answer, and it's like if the top answer's taken, they've got to get the best second one or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's I've like a weird version. Now
0: I've got Larissa and Gold. I've got Larissa in goal. military, is military. God, <laughs> Yeah, you're uh, going to be stuck thinking it's got a players from the bottom six. If you
1: can't use the ones that we've got, you're going to have like Grant Hanley at the back, and
0: yeah,
1: yeah people like that.
0: It's not a problem. It's absolute. <laughs> it's not a problem. Don't you worry. It's fine. It's fine. Um, right, no worries. Yeah, thank you very Pleasure. much for that. I enjoyed that. And uh, all right. Yeah. Hi, this is the Blender Coach, and you're listening to a Touchline Rants latest podcast. Back of the net. So there you go. That's another week done. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, Like I said, if you think that we've missed anyone out uh, from Team of the Year, or anyone deserves, uh, you know, maybe not to get into the team, but like an honourable mention or whatever, uh, do hit us up. If you listen to this on Anchor as well, you can send us a voice message. So you can record... Uh, a voice message for us all to hear, which will be uh, lovely. But yeah, otherwise, hit us up on social media, at A Touchline Rant, everywhere you get your media socially. Thank you very much once again to Bendy Gedig Media, our producers who continue to do an amazing job at getting this podcast out to you during these lockdown times. So thank you very much to them. Go follow them as well on social media at Bendy Geddig Media. That's B E N D I G E. D-I-G Media. Gedig Media. Um, we will be back again next week. But for now, thank you very much for listening. And uh, don't forget to give us a five-star rating on, uh, on your podcast platform of choice as well, because it all helps. Bye.
2: Emmerdale, Countryfile, Doctors, Strictly Come Dancing, Chips With No Ketchup, the TV series My Family, wheatabits without any sugar cheese sandwiches clapping when a plane lands safely neapolitan ice cream water with no ice chicken soup britain's got talent sleeping with his socks on watching all of the london marathon smooth fm miranda hart and catherine tate goes to m people concerts records children in need if he's out watches <laughs> we'll watch us, the mrs brown boys Christmas special, has Lynx Africa Spray, loves Ferrero Rocher, <laughs> loves a turtleneck and Bruno Mars, has a healthy obsession with scotch eggs,